This week, I've sat down with Lucy Carlin, who is an account strategist here at CG, and talks about how we position our clients as pillars of their community during COVID. Listen on as we share our key learnings. It's one you don't want to miss. Hello, Lucy. How are you? Hi, Simon. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, and continuing with the theme of uh, kind of engaging with clients to talk about topics, today we've chosen to talk about using social media for good. And when I saw this headline, without going into all the detail, it's a really interesting topic for me because... Mm. I feel that there is a lot of bad so that comes with social media and I think I'm very aware of it. I think, you know, as a dad, I am, um, you know, seeing what's gone on with like, the Premiership Football Club's doing the boycotting and all the trolling and stuff. And in a podcast I did last, uh, last week with Hannah, we actually, you know, talked about trolling and the fact that social media channels should take more responsibility uh, the, the the owners on sort of getting rid of that out of yeah. but there's a lot of good that comes from social media as well and I don't think that gets any airtime. So I think it'll be nice that obviously we're gonna talk about it from a corporate perspective and what mm-hmm. we do. But I think I just want to talk start by talking about some of the things that I think people forget about. So one for me is I am forty this year. Really? Yeah, I know, don't look it. <laughs> but there are people that I are still in my life because of Facebook. Simple yeah. as that. Um, and I think that's a blessing. So Definitely. One example is uh, one of my very, very good friends from school was uh, came over on a cricket scholarship from Barbados. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... We, we lost touch, it's... You know, when I was 19, 20 years ago, it was, <laughs> you know, the world was a very different place. Yeah. And we connected through Facebook when Facebook became a thing. And, you know, he messaged me one day going, are you still in Newcastle, Simon? I was like, yeah. He's like, I was like, why? He's like, I've come over for a year to do a master's. And we reconnected. What Facebook hadn't existed. We never would have done. Yeah. And, you know, we spent... A year and a half together. He spent Christmas with us. He's um, Millie, my eldest god godfather. I went to his wedding. I was a sure at his wedding. Like, oh, and you know that would never have happened. Yeah. So that's that's kind of one thing, one thing for me that is really personal to me. That mm-hmm. I think there are there is good that comes from 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 social. I just you know just before we delve into some of the topics, just be interested to to hear your take on it really. No, I completely agree. I mean, one thing that I found over the last year as well is I connected with people that I hadn't spoken to in a long time. So people mm. I went to uni with, so I went to uni in Glasgow. That did I, had, I did, yeah. I was there for five years, so it was quite a long time. But yeah, there was loads of people that I was having like Zoom calls with them, which previously never would have done. Like you'd maybe say happy birthday to each other and yeah. things like that, but it was never... You were never really connected again on that level and you know because you had all this spare time you just ended up reaching out to people and you wanted to know how they were doing so like for example 
if you know someone's parent was is vulnerable, then you want to make sure that they're mm. okay and reach mm. out and like, you know, just see how they're doing, which is something that normally in everyday life you you wouldn't do. You're a bit busy, like you don't really. It's at the back of your mind, unfortunately, but that's the case. Well, it is, and because you can be quite passive but still keep in touch with people, yeah. and you know how they say, "Oh, the internet makes the world a smaller place." Mm-hmm. It does, but I think social media actually makes the world a, a, a smaller or certainly yeah. facilitates that because you know when the internet first came round it was like you know msn it was all emails <laughs> yeah. and, and you, you know God, yeah. it's like thinking back what it was like smartphones didn't exist mm-hmm. the internet was dial up nudging people on msn yeah you couldn't go on the internet if your mom was on the phone and yeah. like stuff like how annoying that. was that like or you'd pick up the phone to ring somebody and the internet, and it, the internet was creaking. It's a horrible noise. Like <laughs> Kids of today won't know the, 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 no, the, the shit know. that we have to, to deal with. I think that's a good one. Another one for me, and I think this kind of will allow us to sort of delve a little bit more into commercial, uh, the, you know, the sort of commercial application of the good of, of, of social media is um, awareness and or fundraising that yeah. happens. Um, I'll always try and go out my way when I see somebody doing a, a fundraise for something like, you know, just giving would not have the clout that it has and, ver- and ver- the Virgin equivalent. They would not have the clout they have if it wasn't for social. Oh, 100%. Um, and like even things like the Ice Bucket Challenge and the awareness yeah. raised for ALS and a lot of, you know, like one that's quite close to Curtis Gable's heart is you know, just Purple Day for, for you know, that we always raise awareness for mm-hmm. with Matty being epileptic and I always do stuff with him. Again, that's stuff that we, you know, we use that outlet of social media to do. So I know that there's a lot of shit and the online bullying and, you know, the materialistic side of social yeah. and the effects it can have on mental health. Yeah. But I think that's one thing. And I do think that's an education thing. And again, I think social media came around so quickly that nobody really knew how to do it. And certainly me, who had an analogue childhood, I just looked at all the benefits of it. And Mm -hmm. I remember talking to my friend about this, who's a similar age, out walking, shock, because what else can you do with your friends in a pandemic? (laughs) Yeah. And we we were actually talking about how we just focused on the positives, like being, being able to keep in touch with people, you know, even... Before that, with the internet, you know, smartphones, because mm. the two kind of came hand in hand. Just being able to get live scores on your phone, like we wouldn't think anything different. To that but ten years ago, that wasn't a thing. No, you never, you would never be able to think you could do that. But it came around so quickly, and younger, a younger generation, younger than me, who really in their informative years just got given this technology without any regulation, any education mm-hmm. and supervision and I think that a lot of the negativity came from that whereas now mm-hmm. my five-year-old um, Grace came home last week and said daddy you should never give your details to anyone online I was like you yeah. right Grace but so that's been drilled into them from school but then because we're aware now of the negative things we're really as parents we're really keen to uh you know, monitor screen time. Yeah. Be aware of that. So I, I actually don't think in 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 the my kids' generation when they are 
teenagers and, and, and in their 20s, I don't think we'll see the mental health issues and the insecurities and the materialism mm. that, that came from the previous generation, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got three nieces, six, eight and 11. The one that's 11 is just that age anyway. But when I look at the younger ones, you know, like they're... They're regulated in what they have and, you know, they have mm. iPads but they're only allowed on certain days yeah. at a certain time and, again, you know, they play... Do your kids play Roblox? Yes. Yeah, so they play Roblox and, you know, they know not to give over any information and stuff like that. And, like, Evie's a little one. She gets scammed but not real money. Like, she'll gift someone something and then they'll say they'll gift it back but they don't. But, like, you know, that's not... It's not fraud or anything. No. But, you know, they learn from stuff like that. And, yeah, and I'm always really conscious as an auntie yeah. to watch what they're doing, especially all the different platforms now. You know, if they don't have the PG version, then you just think, you know, in the internet there is a lot of stuff that's on there. So you have to always... It's done right, it's a really useful tool for kids, yeah. like the YouTube channels where you YouTube learn. kids, but I tell you something, you can... You've always got to be careful. And there's a campaign about you know, not leaving kids to their own devices mm. on their devices. And I guess I always thought, no, it won't be like that. Because, and I'm I'm talking here about Grace, my five-year-old, loves, like, uh, cartoons with a real strong female lead, mm-hmm. like She-Ra, um, mm-hmm. who's the female, um, like, boss lady in um, in He-Man, uh, and, and, and stuff like that. But, she went on my profile rather than hers because you know on Netflix she yeah and she chose and because she's used to just she doesn't know how to search but she knows how to look at something and select it Mm -hmm. but normally when she goes on her profile she can just resume watching what she did yeah but she went on mine and she ended up watching a um uh, she spotted a um a strong female lead but it was like an, an 18 film called mm-hmm. Ava or Eva or something. Oh, right. And it was basically just, um, you know, she was a like a su- superhero. But And she ended up watching it and most of it. Mm-hmm. And then she came and said, oh, that, 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 I've watched Ava. Um, she's a bit naughty, daddy. And I was like, <laughs> and I looked through it, I was like, yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> just like, you know, just like real quite graphic. So it's yeah. so... You know, it is worth remembering. You know, it's, it, it could still happen, but imagine, te- you know, uh, 10 years ago when smartphone social media came around, um, you know, that would have just happened. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, Netflix wasn't around then, but you get my yeah. you get my point. But, you know, moving on to sort of what CG does, um, mm-hmm. social media marketing, I think we've talked about a lot about, like, our personal lives. Let's yeah. talk a bit about using social media for good for our clients. Now, you've done a lot of this, especially during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we we sort of like positioning within, uh, you know, positioning companies within within their community. And so talk, you know, talk to me a little bit about about that and what we've done and, and, mm-hmm. and, and so on. Yeah, so I mean, it was just, obviously for the transportation industry in particular, it just gone from being such a busy industry, yeah. uh, you know, it was really limited. So it was just about how do you keep the brand out there when they're not necessarily operating as much. And one of the huge things that we've learned overall as a country and as a world, 
throughout the past year is community is everything. So whether it's clapping for carers, whether it's like giving recognition where recognition's due and just sort of, you know, t- sitting back and ha- asking how are you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. that was something that, you know, we really wanted to incorporate into our strategy because things like driver recruitment, app downloads, the well, driver recruitment was just a write-off. There was yeah. nothing you could do. Because there was no work to, yeah. to bring drivers in for. You know, it was just a waste of time and a waste of money to go down that route. App downloads to an extent, but really community integration was key and it's something that I think I've learned will always will always be there, no matter we, what. We always used to do a bit of it. Yeah. And we used to be quite good at it, but now like we are really on it. And yeah. we've we've learned it's it's interesting because through adversity you can always learn more. It's it's simple. People mm-hmm. say learn from your mistakes. It's true. In this case, it wasn't mistakes. It was like we we had no other option than to engage with the community. And I think there's two points I want to make. One is we actually use social media to identify stuff. So mm-hmm. um, you talked about giving recognition. Uh, we also used it to identify people that were in need because we had taxi owners that literally didn't have to do this. No. You know, they had money in the bank. They could they ride out fine. the pandemic. Yeah. But they chose to go and do food delivery, you know, free, free pickups for... Um, people that were shielding for their mm-hmm. medication, you know, click and collect. But, you know, even going one step further and actual delivery of food parcels yeah. and, and so on and so on. But we were able to pick that up. And I think that was an incredibly good thing. And then... Oh, that would help. But it was also nice to be able to shout about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that was something that we could do. But what the big, the most fascinating thing about all of this is, is that um, our stats in terms of impressions which is mm. the number of people that see something and engagements the number of people that like like share that do something with a post doubled yeah they'd never be we had higher. less clients yeah. and our our stats in that that sector of our business they doubled and it was all down to that community activity and it just shows the power of of that um and it's actually really nice to reflect because mm. at first we were like what on earth do we do what here? What are we going to do, yeah. Because everything that we'd always done, we couldn't do. There was, um, and I'll always look back as that's one of the real success stories. And then, you know, from that, we were able to then start adding in the safety aspects mm-hmm. and, and their awareness. And people really gravitated towards a local taxi firm as a pillar within a community. Yeah. And, and I think that they will... They will enjoy that loyalty on oh, the back of that. Yeah, people won't forget people what they did. remember what they did. Free journeys for NHS workers, everything like that. You know, that as, was another good one. That was a really good one, and it was just so nice as well to like come up with these ideas, share them with the client, for them to be really excited about them. And then, like you said earlier, you got really excited when you were sharing it, and you were proud of them when they sent photos with their masks yeah, on, yeah. transporting people, delivery parcels dropping off water to hospitals, things like that. Yeah, it was such yeah, a massive... Yeah. And it was a proud... Yeah, it was like a proud moment, It really. was, and it, it was almost more rewarding. Yeah. Um, and it's something, like, I, like, like we said, that we are going to continue mm. to do. Um, and obviously, there was more opportunity. I could, yeah. And there was less noise as well, because right at the beginning, because the world just... Just stopped. ...ground to a... Yeah. ...to a halt. Um, I was going to... It culminated in one of our clients being 
uh, on the one show as a uh, you know oh, as a yeah. thank you. So that was Rowley. Um, that was my client. Yeah, 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 and and that was amazing. And it, it was the thing was he didn't do any of that for the publicity. We could no, just amplify it, and we worked with him and found stuff. We just did it because he wanted to help his community, and yeah, and actually, taxi clients getting that credit because. They do thousands and thousands of journeys, successful journeys every day. And then every now and again, one messes up and everyone gets clobbered with that. There's a perception isn't there with that that industry. Yeah, so it was really it, really it was is. really it was really nice. So we've talked about what happened during the pandemic and we've touched on this, but I, and I, I think you know the next kind of thing to talk about is moving out of the, mm-hmm. the 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 pandemic. And I guess we're gonna continue doing that and we've got some it'd be interesting to hear what we've or what you've been doing for some of those your, your clients along the lines of this sort of community activity that you what are your lessons and your takeaways that you're continuing to do for, for your clients now so community is still a massive thing and um, community groups have proved a very useful tool do you think we do them we 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 engage with them more than we used to. 100%. I, I mean, I know I personally do. You know, I always make a conscious effort to look for new groups, to engage in them. You know, I've set up a group for one of my clients that was in Windsor specifically for, it was set up by the company for the community to come together to find solutions to the problems and the causes in the community. And, you know, within that group, you've got, like, local charity people, mm. you've got business owners. Eventually, we want to get MPs in there. And it's just a nice platform where someone can share a cause that they're doing and everyone can sort of pitch in and help. And, and I just think that's such a, that's something that we wouldn't have done a year ago. No, and I think we'll, you know, things like um, offering free rides mm. to people in the community that need it or aid, again, is something we're going to continu- yeah. continue with, isn't it? And the discounts as well, even... Yeah. Even if you saw another client of mine offers a 20% discount and, you know, for NHS and care workers and they were giving away a grand a week in discounts and they were, half of the drivers were subsidising it and then the company was subsidising the other half. So now they're moving it down to 10% just as a reflection of the year, but then they're still doing it £500 a week. And, you know, that's something that they're going to keep doing. And And commercially, it's going to drive them more business. So it's like it's win-win. And I think the the real point here is that this activity drives loyalty. Yeah. Give back to the community, drive drive loyalty. As I say, people don't forget. And I think especially over Christmas, it's all about choosing local and choosing a local company being in the what the community thirty years and where do they spend their money back in the community? The big guys don't. It's not, it's not even in the UK yeah. half the time. So it's all about that community chain and, and, of it. And that is a that is a really good point. That micro marketing strategy, mm-hmm. that real real focused in community strategy, a behemoth like Uber, like you know, or yeah. um, you know, if it if this is the US Uber or Lyft can't can never do that no you know can't. so and and linking it back to the topic which is using social media for good we wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for social yeah you know you just it wouldn't have been practical um, and I think I've said this a few times imagine if this pandemic had hit in like 1995 mm. you know it would have been a lot worse. Oh, know? yeah, because he wouldn't have been able to... Do all the things... Connect that you, and, like, no? 
you know, the mental health crisis has been really bad in the past year, but, you know, I guess it has been a blessing that we can stay what, connected with what people. could it have been? Yeah, it could mm. have been a lot worse, and it's already been pretty bad, so... Yeah. And that, that sort of ties onto another thing that I've been doing with my clients, so, mm. like, mental health awareness is a huge thing that I do regularly. And, you know, going on to mind samaritans shout all the big ones but then also just going on instagram and just finding like the independent artists that do these quotes Mm -hmm. and even for me like it's a little boost for me a few times a week to read this quote that's sort of like you know you'll get through it this isn't gonna last forever do you know sometimes you just sort of need that boost and then it's again in terms of engagement it's something that the audience really resonates with because they're having a bad day see a nice quote and then they think oh and then they look forward to it as well if it's a regular occurrence so they think oh Wednesday this this company's going to put a nice quote out and waiting for it you know so it works in everyone's benefit yeah it's again it's there's a theme here it's giving back and generating business from it and I think I think that's it I think you know if you look at if you look at social media it's so easy to give it a bad rep yeah but it's like anything Mm -hmm. it's like you know, alcohol in moderation is okay. Too much of it, yeah, it's not good not for good. you. Yeah. And it's no different with social. And I think people need to remember that. And when they're thinking about their digital strategy, especially post-pandemic, but even before, and it's issue, you know, don't look at the negatives. Look at the po- look at look look at the positives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big takeaway from this. Absolutely. Um, I have one incredibly important question to ask you. Okay, I'm ready. So I have to ask everybody mm-hmm. as we wrap things up, what would your, if I'm buying, mm-hmm. what would your Greg's order be? You're buying? I'm buying and we'll go and get it. I'll, I'll go and get you after this. Mm. So multiple quantities of each of your You can buying. have as much as you want. I'll have 10 vegan sausage rolls, okay. 10 vegan steak bakes, and 10 donuts. Vegan donuts? They are vegan. The glazed one with the rings. Ah. Fun fact. Are you a vegan by any chance? Imagine. No, no, I yeah. <laughs> am. No, just love it. Um, imagine. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, okay. normally I would have one of each, but if you're offering, then you've maybe. Got, you've got yeah. a cash in. I like, I, I like your thinking. And that's, like my, thinking. that's my lunch for the week. Yeah, get, happy well, days. And, and the weekend. Is, yeah, and the weekend, maybe a bit of dinner. So there you go. Donuts or yum yums. I'm a yum yum kind of guy. I do really enjoy a yum yum, but I can't have them anymore. Because they're not vegan. Got egg in. Oh shit, yeah, you're not allowed that. It's an yeah, and I used to love an ice split as well. That was my go-to when I was little. And the cupcakes with the rings on. It's all a thing of the past. It's a tough life. Tough yeah, it life. is, yeah, it is. But they're bringing out loads of new stuff. So yeah, that's and that's good. it. It's like anything. It's, catch, it's catching up with the trend, isn't it? Oh, so. there's so much now. Like, I'm having a barbecue on Sunday for the bank holiday, and I'm literally, like, spoilt for choice, going to spend a fortune. Corn. Corn this. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Tesco. it's amazing it's amazing look (laughs) thank you so much for for this it's really it's really insightful i think it's a really i think it's a really important message in there yeah is you know there's a lot of good that can come out of social and it's really nice to to talk about it in our personal lives but also from work as well so lucy thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me all right take care thanks bye bye